can't do this. Of course I can. I founded Cobra Kai. It belongs to me. It always has. And it always will. I will never let my students lose. Even if they have to learn the hard way. One day you'll thank me for this, Johnny. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do. When I'm not kicking the competition, I'm kicking your door in. Oh, my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because the city is crowded. My friends are away, and I'm on my own. It's too hot to handle, so I got to get up and go. Oh, the mm-hmm. lyrics work so many ways. Welcome, Cobra Kai fans. <laughs> To no mercy, yes. Cobra Kai kickback. I have to say, this finale is fucking awesome. Uh, rewatching it, I know we touched on it a bit discussing last week's episode, but rewatching this episode, I was like, this is f- what a fucking great finale. Uh, yeah. Like, I, it's it's better than the season one finale. I mean, I mean, it's bigger, it's better, it's more epic. Uh, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the season one finale, but this is a great finale. I'd almost in a weird way, even though it's such a cliffhanger, like fuck you ending. If there was no more episodes of Cobra Kai, I'd be all right in a weird way. Wow. Like that is a weird way, even though it's such a doubt, like it would be such a downer if that is how it ended. I obviously don't want that, but it's like, it's a perfect, I, when I think of season two finales, I think they have to be downers. I don't know mm. if, but the, I mean, the biggest example that comes to my mind is the Buffy season two finale. And for whatever reason, this reminds me of that. And if I could refresh your memory or if spoilers, if you haven't watched Buffy, I'm sorry. It's, you know, it's over 20 years at this point. But in season- wait, 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 wait. I know what happens in that episode. You don't need to say it for my sake. So are you just going to say that it's bad? You can't say what happens in season two finale of Buffy, surely. Okay, People you, haven't watched it, all Jim. Right, all right, so, so I shouldn't get... Well, I'll just say it ends in a similar downer then. Yeah, it's downer as fuck. And so, even so to the point... Ending. Well, I am going to say one thing. Where Buffy, like, leaves, she, she's gone. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going away. You know, whatever those no circumstances might be. Uh, but that's why... It, I don't know. And, and I love that finale. And I love this finale. What do you think of this as just a finale or specifically a season two finale? I'll answer in a moment, but I have to call out, first of all, the name of this episode. No Mercy. Yes. It's perfect. Uh, Of course, this is a regular crew uh, directing it. John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg and story by Josh Hill, John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg. Story and teleplay by Joe Pierelli. And Lou and Thomas. I'm sorry, I don't know you guys uh, very well, but I've seen, I, I, I've seen you. I've seen you pop up before, episode eight, Glory of Love. Uh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Um, as a finale, as everything, it's like I, similar to what you said last week, hadn't rewatched this as many times because I've rewatched season one a bunch of times, but not season two. And what sticks out to you, or to me anyway, looking back, was what do I remember from season two? Big fucking fight. Big fucking fight at the school is what you remember. And it goes bad for Miguel. Like, that's like the main. I was like, there was a bunch of shit for nine episodes. And then there was a huge fucking fight. So it definitely sticks with you almost to the point that it's like a detriment for the previous season. Because as we've said, as we've gone through, there's so much good stuff in this season that we uh, that just doesn't stick out as much because there is a bonkers, huge fight in this episode. And it's melodramatic as fuck. But you're in it. You're with them all the way. Um, like the only thing with it would be that it's al- almost too over the top for me at times. Yeah. Uh, that's what I remembered anyway. But rewatching it, I don't think that. So I don't know uh, how my mind has shifted. But yeah, no, it's a it's a fantastic finale. Talk about not doing an anticlimax. This is like a double <laughs> climax. It's ridiculous yeah. how how big this is. It's almost like you know, I, I, I what I remembered was like yeah, there's a huge fight. Not exactly that it came out of nowhere, but that it's so over the top that it makes it almost unbelievable. But I think rewatching it, knowing where it's going, you see more of the traces of everything building up to it because it's kind of about Tori and Sam 
and Miguel, like it's kind of about that. But there's like the whole season is about like Cobra Kai uh, and antagonizing uh, Miyagi Do and and all this stuff and Miyagi Do setting up this thing where they're taking free students and fucking over Cobra Kai. Like the tensions are growing beyond that uh, as well. We've talked a lot about Sam and Tori, but like everything just kind of comes to a head uh in this one and yeah it's it's in a fabulous fashion and and like what a scale of it it's ridiculous yes (laughs) yes yeah i mean on paper you're right like on paper if someone just kind of did a quick synopsis wrote it down and handed you like oh this is like how it goes in the uh, finale but this sounds ridiculous and yeah to an extent it is but it works in the framework of the show and how we've we've been discussing a lot about how people understanding what world they live in. And these yeah. people live in a karate world and that's how shit's going to go down. Uh, and uh, yeah, but it, it and it's it's done so well. I mean, of course, I mean, we'll get into it, I'm sure. But, you know, that one shot and just the like how epic everything is. It is a bit much that like it doesn't get stopped much sooner because it goes on for quite a while. They kind of do a yeah. joke about why, it, like how it keeps going. Um, but yeah, overall, a lot of great stuff. And yes, like like you said, seeing it, knowing where things are headed when you're rewatching the season and how things are escalating. And I think we've brought up the comparison before of like, uh, you know, the whole Batman thing of like, if I didn't exist, would the Joker exist? And, you know, I guess Cobra Kai already existed either way. But I mean, obviously we see that how Daniel's feeling at the end and you have to feel like, oh, Jesus, like we made this happen in a weird way because of our karate rivalry. We thought we were doing right by these kids, but, you know, we've got them caught up in all this bullshit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, interesting questions like it got me way. I guess it was a good thing that I wasn't that I hadn't rewatched this that yeah. long ago because I'm way more hyped for season three, <laughs> but also for like sure. more annoyed that. Uh, we don't, I mean, at least at this time we're pre-recording. So, uh, maybe by this point it's either out or we at least have an idea when it's coming out. We do know at this point it's going to Netflix, which is awesome news. Uh, but yeah, I'm just way more hyped for season three to see where things are going. Yeah. And about the Joker Batman thing you mentioned, it's definitely kind of expressed in, uh, what Carmen understandably says as well, which is like. Miguel was a sweet kid before you and like he never this never would have happened without you and that's even with um with Johnny having the best of intentions all the way through and even any missteps like Miguel is his perfect student because even like Miguel would started listening to Crease sort of thing but then as soon as Johnny was like nah that was all bullshit he's like oh yeah no I, I could kind of sense it was bullshit so he's the one doing everything right and by the book as usual um and yeah and yet yet it gets him so messed up and it never would have happened if not for Johnny and this sort of just you know natural escalation of what is essentially uh Danielson getting with Johnny's ex-girlfriend that's why Miguel can't walk i assume yes. <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> honestly it, it, the true villain in all of this the true Allie, you're right no not even Allie. the true villain <laughs> in all this as far as Miguel's world's concerned that put Miguel in this position is um Daniel Daniel's mother, if she just didn't take that fucking job uh, in California and they stayed where they belonged in New Jersey, Miguel would be okay, a okay right now. None of this would have happened. Yeah, Johnny would still be a piece of shit, though, probably, right? <laughs> he needed true. a kick in the face at that age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's, let's go back. I, I have to say, like, structurally, it's like this episode bl- blends so much into the previous one that I think they work together very well because it's honestly like 10 minutes into this episode the fight starts and it goes on for 10 minutes like over 10 minutes and then 10 minutes is the aftermath so you very much have a a clear structure there but it's like it wouldn't like so much of this episode is this huge fight it wouldn't make sense any other way it's like all climax this episode um but we start uh with daniel the most important thing that we start with is that daniel got laid 
And speaking of climaxes, yes, Daniel got laid. And I mean, um, I, I don't mean to sound blue here, but the show lays it on pretty thick of like they got laid. Like <laughs> you know, we see the 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 clothes. They have to have like little comments and jokes about it. Like, ooh, you think the kids heard us? Yeah, they heard you. Wow, Daniel, Jesus Christ, let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, and we do so, and, huh, Sam's not there. Weird. Huh. Are you going to make waffles, though? Um, and then we get them all worried, checking up on where she could have gone, checking her messages because Amanda has the password, and this isn't the time to worry about yeah. why Amanda has the password. Uh, well, there's an <laughs> important, like. an important details dropped is that uh, Daniel's son, Anthony, has been away at camp. That's why we haven't seen him in a while. He just got back. You know, because mm. and that he's... camp sure transformed him. He is a different man, <laughs> ready to take on the world, become the next top selling car salesman, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, he wants waffles, <laughs> not the frozen kind, the ones you make from scratch. Yeah, the Sam waffles, the <laughs> the ones you make for your daughter who you love. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. I would like those waffles, Dad. For once in your goddamn life, do something for me. You've been <laughs> like <clears throat> talk about Amanda feeling like she's been left out. He's been off at camp. Daniel didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, and I do like the bit of her knowing the password because didn't she kind of give him a little shit for uh, like creeping on Sam's laptop yeah. in the first season? But it's but she's also a parent. Like she could, she trusts herself. She knows that she'll only use that information for good. Uh, but, exactly. But it's like like here where she can help find out what's going on with Sam. So uh, they use the find your iPhone thing to find that she's in Reseda. What what's in Reseda? Who do we know who lives there? Um, meanwhile, Robbie's kind of looking, going down memory lane, just walking around, being buff, looking at all these drawings he made when he was six, looking at all these second place trophies his dad his dad has, <laughs> uh, all all the good stuff. And I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot going like the the reveal at the end, obviously, which feels like not really related to what's going on. It's just a teaser for next season um, that. Ali sent a friend request to Johnny, but there's like, I, I forgot about it. Like watching this episode, I'm like, why is there so much about Johnny's phone? phone? Yeah. Like the message from Miguel just uh, is so much more important. Yeah. But there's so much like, Oh, needs an update. And like puts it down. What is that about? Is that even necessary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like, it's just playing. I like that. They're playing with the, uh, it, it just comes off as just another quick joke about, Johnny doesn't understand technology, but at least it yeah. becomes a through line. And yes, the more important thing is Miguel's message. And then it leaves us hanging with the alert um, from Allie at the end, which I think it's I think it's still masterful stuff. I think I, I still really enjoy it. Uh, sure. Johnny is frying bologna. I do want to call that out. Reminds me of Bad Santa because in Bad Santa, he fries bologna and calls it a tostada. That's a quick little... <laughs> info for you uh, I, I do have to say that i mean because we're getting to this when daniel arrives i mean first they're doing this shorthand of like robbie is realizing because the, the the one downside here is that we have to like fast track robbie and johnny unfortunately like yeah it, we don't get to really have much of a moment to pay off this like relationship that's been obviously troubled. He's an estranged father and dealing with his son, living with his rival. But they kind of have to fast track it because by the end of the episode, he's just living with his dad. So I think that's a little unfortunate. But then when we get to when Daniel arrives, I think even the, the most stringent, hardest Cobra Kai out there, you'd have to admit that Johnny is not handling this correctly. I, I think he's kind of... I get that Daniel's geeking, but why like there's nothing worse than someone being like calm down you gotta calm down right now like when you're why are you up. so mad yeah. bro yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. I mean i know that we see when he's talking to robbie we we know enough that johnny is uh, gonna do the right thing it's just all timing unfortunately because he's like i gotta let larusso know this is his kid so he does understand on a basic level but this whole like you ain't getting in here till you calm down um maybe it's just me but i fucking hate that so i get. I think it pushed your buttons a little bit because yeah. even though I, I get where you're coming from i sided more with uh with uh with the uh, johnny in this one because mm. maybe i'm more just from his perspective where as you know we know he's gonna do the right thing um because 
Daniel immediately is like, uh, well, not immediately, but I mean, he kicks the door. And to be fair, Johnny then immediately kicks him in the gut. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's not, neither of them are doing a great job at sort of de-escalating. The difference being that Johnny has an advantage because he knows nothing bad is happening to his daughter. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Daniel doesn't know that. And he... I mean, what what would have been the difference uh, if Johnny just let him in? Like, yeah, she's here. It's fine. Come in. D- yeah. Chill out, man. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. But no, we need a fight. They need to fight, Jim. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't mind that. What do you think about these flashbacks, though? We talk about it every time. Yes, yeah, so this flashbacks. is what I was kind of alluding to last week. I I don't mind these flashbacks. I like this because it's, it's uh, I don't know. It's, it is borderline, I'd say. But I kind of, I just, I like it. It is more of serving, I mean, these obvious parallels because they're fighting again. But it's the fact that we've seen these flashbacks so many times, it just becomes part of the show to me, where it's almost Mm. not even a flashback. It's just this (laughs) looming thing that's over, that this looming cloud over every single character, whether they know it or not, is the All Valley under 18 karate tournament that happened in 1984. So yeah. it's just right there. It's almost like uh, a dimension. It's a it's a fourth dimension sitting in this world that's constantly on replay. And every now and then we just get to get a peek at it. It's like the upside down <laughs> of Reseda. So that's why I don't mind it. That's the way I uh, rationalize it. I get what you're saying because this is the the old the old fight the turning point upon which all of the universe spins. Uh, we have to come into contact with it. It's like coming into contact with a higher spiritual being. We have to just connect <laughs> yes. with this fight from time to time because it is what drives the movement, the circular movement of the universe around which it spins. Jokes aside, I I I don't mind it but I would have preferred it without it. So yeah. I don't think it ruins anything. I think it's good, but I just think that the show should, like it, it already is fan service. We have wanted them to fight for ages. I'm so in it that I want to see them fight without having to see, you know, this other fight I've seen a million times. I've seen it a million times. I know it off by heart. Uh, I would just love to be in this moment where this cool thing is happening instead of cutting to something else, you know? Yeah, I, I could see that. But like I, I, I'm with it. I'm with it. Sure. Uh, we do have to call out that that um, Sam is wearing a Cobra Kai shirt. I think I think Oof, Daniel has yeah. to be the most furious about that. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, like again to come back to Robbie, I really feel bad for him here too. That like I understand Daniel's upset with him, but I mean again, he just gets like completely dropped. Like <laughs> he's complete. Like Daniel is like. This is like the second time he's completely disowned him because he did it before yeah. when he found out that Johnny was his father. Like, okay, bye, second dad. And, this yeah. happens again every time, I guess. I get detached to anyone. Bye. And I mean, <laughs> I'm sure they'll explore a little bit more of both of those. Like, because we've 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 pointed out some uh, some faults with with whether it be the actor or the character of Robbie, but I feel like this kind of proves proves he's getting a little bit of a uh, the short end of the stick here because. These are some of his important plot lines that are kind of being brushed aside. I get it. They don't quite have time to fully explore this yet. But, like, again, just rushing him back with Johnny, completely dropping him with Daniel, uh, I think it does him a small disservice. Yeah, I think so, because... um... Also, like you said, at the end, he's like living with Johnny. But like, what's that situation given that Johnny just like get, left his car in the street, threw his phone into the <laughs> ocean? Oh, well. And this is all because Miguel uh, got fucked up real bad by his own son. So it's his two sons killing each other. One of them is in the hospital. The other one, what, he's going to go well, home and make fucking fry some bologna for. Well, for, I think they do insinuate that after the fight, Robbie's gone. Like, I think Robbie has taken off uh, at this point. Okay, and honestly, yeah. like... Uh, Okinawa, jump, I get it. Yeah, because I, when I... I guess, I don't know if there's a spoiler. The, the creators have been very open about Okinawa playing a part in season three. And I didn't, I guess, again, because I didn't rewatch this in a while. I just assumed Daniel, for sure. I, I completely forgot about the Robbie situation because he does find the book. So it does look like, I guess he's just jet-setting. 
he's off. I assumed Okinawa was going to somehow play a part in Miguel's situation, but uh, I wouldn't not. rule it out. I think yeah. Miguel. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's going to be traditional medicine that heals Miguel. That's all yes. I'll say. I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. But yeah, no, the book is a great uh, call out as well because the book, of course, from uh, Karate Kid Part 2, which has, you know, (laughs) Robbie, to be fair to him, he's been like accepted by the second family, but he lives in the karate dojo. He doesn't have like his, the (laughs) Anthony Jr. goes around with his switch all the time. There's no switch for Robbie. He's just got to read whatever's laying around. He's doing the same exact thing at real dad's place. He's just reading these, (laughs) like looking at these drawings and trophies. He doesn't have, I assume, any money or any agency in the media he consumed so it's literally just there so he reads it though to be fair i'm sure he's interested in it as well because he has the training and everything so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but definitely feels like an easter egg now that you look back like that's definitely foreshadowing i feel but oh, maybe sure. it doesn't pan out maybe it's only like yeah i was gonna go to okinawa but that them tickets are expensive bitch maybe he'll say that next yeah, season yeah because that, well that's what i was even thinking financially but i guess the how he's gonna make it there but i would also i, I guess i would understand if i almost murdered someone and i had to get out of the country in a, in a, in a flash you liquidate the assets <laughs> and you go to okinawa uh yeah. but yeah i mean he he was gonna try to take the blame but daniel's like ah you want to be like your dad fuck you <laughs> you piece of shit they both get the blame yeah, yeah. and like uh, robbie again i i you know we've varying feelings on him but i don't think it has to do much with like i don't know it's just like he doesn't necessarily get the space he needs as a yeah. character but you gotta love him when he's say being taking on the rule of the role of the truth speaker and says that maybe you guys can learn a thing or yes. two from each other like that's what we've been saying all along that's like the whole point of uh, cobra kai is that so he gets to uh, verbalize it and i mean he does talk in that same like that's when he's being dropped off by uh, johnny at school and he does say that, like, Miyagi-Do, like, helped him and taught him a lot. But, I mean, I guess as we see, it didn't teach him mercy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, I guess it's just too much of that inner turmoil and teenage angst. Uh, it, was, it didn't beat all that out of, of him yet. But, yeah, we are at the yeah. first day of school. We hear the classic Cruel Summer uh, at this point from um, the Karate Kid movie, Banana Rama is playing and it's a great it is a great going back to school song isn't it i think it works really well here and i forgot that oh yeah this is supposed to be the first day of school when this shit goes down how great is that what a great first day of school at west valley high that's true it's not one of those boring high schools this is not the oc high school (laughs) where you know i don't remember the most exciting thing to happen there but this this is the first day of school what are you gonna do like for homecoming (laughs) yeah i don't even know (laughs) Uh, i do like the trapper keeper joke uh when johnny's like trapper keeper's still cool and then robbie's like i don't even i don't know what that is (laughs) trapper keepers i don't know what that is they're they're uh, oh jesus you gotta i've heard them talked about um, but like, I'm sure if I had one, it had a different Swedish name, like a flurgen It's basically just a binder, but mm. it would have a cool design in Velcro on it, and it was just a trapper keeper. You put your notebooks and stuff in there, and then it would like you'd have a nice Velcro cover. I googled it real yeah. quick. There's an R2D2 one I'm looking at. Yeah, There's I googled it too. We did have phone. these. <laughs> yeah. They just weren't called up. So yeah, I'm I'm a Johnny. I'm not a, a Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then what else is going on over here? Well, yeah, first day of well, school. Uh, this we'll means s- Robbie gets a chance to talk to Sam for the first yes. time since the party and everything. I, I don't remember how uh, much time is supposed to have passed, but it doesn't really matter. She's hella awkward because she kissed her ex, and it's great. You gotta love it as well when he tells the truth about the metal. Like, oh, sure, great to get that yeah. off my chest. We get a classic, like, uh, Robbie bell rings, saved by the bell, or should I say damned by the bell, because she doesn't get to to get anything off her chest before it is uh, taken out in the worst fashion possible that he finds this out. And, of course, he's not going to be able to show mercy when Miguel's screaming, she loves me, not you, Uh, which is not very merciful either. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Uh, Well, And going back to, there is kind of a time frame, because when we see Miguel's phone, he texts Tori Saturday night at 11.40 p.m. The cops just came. We got to go. Then Sunday mm. at 12.07, are you okay? And then it says today, 8.24 a.m. So, nice. I mean, it could just be two days. I'll say if maybe I'll give him school start on a Wednesday. It's at the very least a few days later. 
Um, but she's she's been missing. Sam gets dropped off by Daniel because, of course, she's grounded after that stunt she pulled. Um, yeah. And, yeah, but going back to what you're talking about, yeah, when Robbie and Sam, and he tells the truth, and it's it should almost be, I mean, when you watch, if you watch enough TV shows and movies, it should be a complete fucking red alert, like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, he's doing the right thing and communicating. Going back to yeah. what Cobra Kai's kid said back when we were discussing the premiere of this season of like if people just talked about things it'd be it'd be great. And yeah. if the timing happens where things seem like they're going good, that means bad shit's about to go down. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um we get someone doing like announcements between community and i get which i've been rewatching, and i guess like the spider-man the new spider-man movies yeah i get the sense that like someone doing a wacky announcement uh is this just a th- is this a real thing we get to this common segment on no mercy where i go jim my american friend <laughs> is this an actual thing or am i just being brainwashed by movies and television into thinking someone doing a fun trying to do a fun thing but it's just awkward on the loudspeaker in the school is this a real thing at least when i was in high school there'd be announcements every now and then but it wasn't like a regular thing i'm sure there are some schools that have like uh every single day but there's definitely no way someone would be able to sneak in and get on the loudspeaker that did not happen maybe it happened once like oh remember back in 67 when smitty got in uh to, to school that was epic we're still talking about it to this day uh or though nowadays i assume uh they would have like uh like, like i guess like in spider-man they do have the video yeah they just have yeah. a, a video thing that's beamed into every classroom so i assume that would be the way to go well yeah i mean i i just i only ask because i'm like i feel like me and jim would be on that thing if it was <laughs> yeah like, yeah we'd be talking bullshit cracking wise uh t- giving some quick show reviews on there uh but anyway uh we have miguel he's a bit torn up about everything happening like you said trying to reach tori uh chatting with hawk and mentions that he uh kissed sab but hawk's like nice yes. like hawk being total bro uh saying uh you know, why limit yourself to one chick? And then some guy comes up and says, there's nothing to be ashamed of about your, your bedwetting thing that you did for years and years. Tell them to fuck off. Um, and, yeah, I guess we don't really get to explore that other than, uh, you know, remind that, yeah. remind everyone that Eli's still mad. Yeah, a <laughs> reminder and kind of it's like a, uh, it's also just a lingering thing. Like, it's supposed to be a new school year. He's supposed to be back as cool guy, but then there's all, now this word getting around school that he's still lame ass. Uh, lame guy, yeah. And, me, and in, meanwhile, Stingray's <laughs> interviewing to be school security, which is hilarious. He's still got his did headband. It, <laughs> did this feel to you like a, a, a kind of like a tease that it might be Crease? Oh, you I know, didn't we even... have an over-the-shoulder yeah. shot. He's blurred out because I kind of was like, are they trying to say this could be Chris? Because the wording is like, ah, oh, you know, talking about, I, I don't know. That was my thinking anyway. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it. No, that's fun. I like that. I like that as like a quick like uh, double, like fake out. Um, yeah. But that would be, I think that's pretty fun. Because uh, love- he's like, you know, because he even says like, I mean, the, your resume is a little spotty. Like, do you have any actual security guard experience, Mr. And I'm like, Mr. Crease is the yeah. Mr. we've heard the most about in this show. But it's uh, and then it cuts and it's Stingray. So to <laughs> me, that was a fun reveal anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I do. Going back to the announcer or the loudspeaker, it is a pretty epic way to call out your uh, Ooh, yeah. your enemy, your, you know, your rival. It's a, like, wrestle away the microphone and, you know, Sam, Samantha LaRusso, I know what you did. And everyone's like, fuck, shit's going down. Uh, it's great. And like you said, it's, we're only like 11 minutes into the episode and shit's already about to hit the fan. Basically, we have metal music for 10 minutes now <laughs> and a huge fight. And we can comment on parts of the fight. But, I mean, the show is... Like, this is badass, and the show is telling us this is really badass with how it's cut and put together, like the music and everything. And then, obviously, it ends in tragedy. It's just, uh, like, the show has always had, like, uh, cool kicks, and we're like, well, we know that in our human flesh world, 
your teeth would fly out if that happened, but it doesn't happen in Cobra Kai. So when Miguel's going to get injured, it needs to be a really bad thing that gets him because otherwise it would have been like, well, they've done this to each other a million times, but it has to be like properly bad, super epic buildup, super huge fight. Everyone's running, fighting. And of course, Cobra Kai and, and uh, Miyagi-Do, they're just uh, breaking out into their own fights all over the place. We have all these characters who've been conflicting over the whole season, squaring up against each other. It's... Uh, it's fantastic stuff, Jim. Plus, I mean, there's nothing better than someone running down a hallway. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, people that make movies and TV shows are quite aware of this. So We got two of them. Look, because both Robbie <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and Miguel are running there. And, like, everyone except Tori wants to stop this fight from the start, right? Yeah. But it's just the happenstance of all the reveals and everything has just turned it into uh, there's just going to be hella fighting with everyone because Miguel's going to rush at Robbie because, um, you know, I, I guess she, he's uh, like threatening Tori or whatever. It seems like it. Yes. And of course, Hawk, his shot when he's like, oh, it's on and just goes down the hallway, <laughs> fucking people up until yeah. he gets tackled. It's great stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like uh, the we get the reveal that she kissed Miguel and that's the first Robbie's hearing of it. So he's, he's trying to process that. But meanwhile, this badass fight's going. And as you said, you know, he's trying to break it up, but Miguel shows up timing wise. It just looks like, what is he doing? He's attacking Tori and now they're fighting. Um, and then we get into the one shot, which is great where we have someone will get thrown to the ground and the camera follows them. So we can then pick up and, and find check in on like another fight that's going on. And then th- that person will get thrown uh, like and slide on the ground. And we pick back up with Miguel and Robbie like, awesome stuff it's fucking kick-ass i do like that they have to throw in some like generic people and make sure they wear cobra kai shirts so we know that they're cobra kai yeah i guess I was that's also thinking that but to be fair they the merch is well established yes. at this point it, well that's what i was gonna say it 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 uh it gives credence to how they were establishing that merch throughout the season so it wouldn't be out of place that people were wearing their cobra kai gear to school for sure. Um, actually, one of my favorite shots has to be, uh, I mean, there's loads of them, but especially when all the fights are going on at the same time and we're just like brought through the whole thing. The camera's like doing its own dance between all these things that it's so well, like not just the fights choreographed, but with the, how it works with the camera and everything. It's just great stuff. But you got to love when Stingray goes into action and is actually effective yeah. as well. That's a great shot when he just walks down. Yes. And I guess he's just fucking up Miyagi now. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he does get to give Hawk a high five and, yeah, kick some Miyagi-Do's ass or, you know, hit somebody with it. He does hit a guy with his own ass as well. So it's it's a great moment. He's, you know, he's found the one job where he can legally fight children, which is what he does <laughs> in his spare time anyway. So yeah. I, for one thing, it's a perfect fit. <laughs> and uh, as I was saying, they do make a joke of how it, the way it doesn't get broken up because we see that teacher get his ass kicked and yeah. then the other teacher because that is a it's a funny gag when dimitri's like well uh, the other miyagi do guy's like we got to do something and dimitri's like yeah i'll go get a teacher and he runs off and when he shows up with the teacher it's perfect timing where that guy has to be like they don't pay me enough and i mean yeah if i was a teacher and this was happening i'd be saying the same thing they don't pay me enough for this shit yeah, no, I just go in the in the library or the archives or whatever. What? What? I didn't hear about a fight. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but everyone else has. So we've talked a lot about the bystanders in this karate universe. The amount of hype and excitement from the the other students about the fight going on is uh, unreal, but I guess realistic. Because like, imagine if this actually happened. Yeah. And everyone's got their phones out because, of course, everyone's got their phones out. It just makes perfect sense. Um, but it's just huge. It's it's uh, insane. The only thing that that doesn't ring true is that no one's yelling "World Star." Yeah, <laughs> someone should have yelled "World Star." And uh, actually, if you tally it up, uh, Miyagi Miyagi Do wins every fight. Uh, really? I, except, I mean, technically Miguel wins his fight, uh, but mm. I mean, not really. But I mean, we have. The one guy that's like, you should have stayed, Cobra Kai. And, I mean, the dude gets up. I guess it's not very Miyagi, though, that then he gets up and hits him with a book. 
Yeah, uh, I kind of wanted to comment on that where yeah. those two characters have been in the season, but I don't remember their names. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. But like, and also they're like, they don't have very distinct personality because they feel like they've not been given enough. Because it is a very tight show. Like the episodes are short and it's very effective storytelling, which also means that the background characters, even though we know one of them joined Miyagi-Do and the other one stayed, it's still I, like him hitting him with a book isn't really like thematically relevant in any way. Because he even says afterwards, he says, now who's badass? It's not even book related pun. I mean, come on, guy. Yeah. <laughs> now who's book smart? <laughs> yeah. yeah something like that. that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I so don't know. We have that. And then, of course, we have Hawks chasing down Dimitri uh, the whole time. And then Dimitri does get hit. I mean, first, he's hiding in the computer lab, uh, but he does get his comeuppance when, like, the muscle memory kicks in. And he starts blocking some shots, and he catches Hawk, and he fucking tosses him in the uh, the trophies. Although, actually, I have to go back to Bert. Bert and Nate have their fight. I was going to say, <laughs> is there a clear winner there, Jim? Because I think a uh, security guard picks them both up or something. <laughs> I would argue, though, that Nate wins because he, t- he gets on top of him, and that's when it gets broken up. Nate's on top because he gets his, first he gets his glasses broke. And then he starts, you know, he's like, that's a big mistake or whatever. And he starts kicking ass. It does get broken up, but I would give it to Nate on that fight. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I, I do want to pause on um, our friend Dimitri because I feel like his climax on a rewatch, because he's had such a slow build, is just extra satisfying. Yes. It's great to see him kick Hawk, who he wants to be his friend still. Like, even after pouring drink on him and, and all this stuff. And I mean, yeah, he kind of did the worst thing most recently about talking hella shit about his bedwetting and everything. But like, he would still be. Um, Eli's sorry yeah he would still be Eli's friend tomorrow he'd even be yeah. friends with Hawk because he much like Samantha LaRusso has nobody else in his life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but no so he even says like sorry yeah, like says, I yeah. feel like this is uh, I, I still think like I think this is the worst we're going to see their relationship I think they're going to become friends next season but maybe I'm insane because of course we know that um, Hawk is in the clutches of Crease, so he yes. can become the worst personification of what Cobra Kai could be so maybe I'm totally Totally wrong but i just feel like there's some hope there after this because you know what uh this whole season not for his own sake uh dimitri didn't need to kick hawk's ass but hawk needed dimitri to kick his ass no <laughs> Much yeah like johnny needed a kick to the face <laughs> you're right you're right he kind of needed to be put in his place and i mean i guess the the bedwetting reveal was almost like maybe supposed to be something to put in his place but obviously he's gonna make a matter uh, yeah. but yeah, he does. He hits him with a, you know, Hey, no hard feelings, but then tosses him in the trophy case. But I completely agree with you. Uh, Dimitri would still be friends with Eli or Hawk, he, you know, yeah, he, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Tori and Sam are fighting on the stairs. They've all gone up the stairs at this point, very ominous stairs. Like you got to hand it to him as well. The way that this, you're never confused about the space in any yeah. of this. Imagine a fight with this many moving parts and how easily it can get messy in the way it's directed and edited and put together. It's super clear in the corridors, what's happening. We're following it the whole way through. And when they come out here, you have loads of people rushing down the stairs, making you aware of the existence of this big drop. Uh, and like, then they fight their way up up the stairs again showing what a what a drop that would be if something bad happened uh so it's just great establishing all around before we get to the most important moments of the fight um where of course sam like tori just takes out a like uh what are these called these metal things like uh i mean it's uh, almost like brat i mean it's like a bracelet or something but she's using it like brass knuckles or like spiked knuckles basically because as Sam says something like, "Oh, is that they teach you like uh, fighting dirty?" And then she says, "You know, hey, there, this isn't this isn't a tournament. There are no rules," which does build to a classic villain shot, hero in per- peril, as she like has to show her the spikes before she tells her the no mercy. Um, yeah. But our hero prevails because she hits it with a sweet block and and kind of she tosses her over a railing. Not quite as big of a drop though; just falls on some stairs, but she wins. She does wins. Um, yeah, I mean, Tori, even though, like you said, is very badass calling out her enemy on the PA system and all, this is really bad for her just personally. Just, like, <laughs> she's already, like, causing a huge fight at this school. I guess she doesn't attend the school anyway or whatever. She's 
probably goes to some other school. I don't know. Or no, no, she doesn't because they're talking about it's bad to miss the first day of school. Yes. She is supposed to go to this same school. Um, so she starts this enormous fight. And not only that, she's so willing to not just beat uh, Sam up. She's also going to escalate it to actually draw actual blood from this human being. And I don't know, kill them because yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. she's about to hammer these <laughs> pointy things into her throat which does kill a human when that yeah. happens to a human they do die uh so i'm like tori this is like i i know you've had like an inner darkness in you this whole way through it's kind of part of why you're exciting as a character but geez it's a, it's a lot to do in a school environment i'm not saying don't kill her but maybe in an alley maybe not in school where there's probably cameras right <laughs> so well and the other thing now uh, since we're, we're still in it we're talking about this epic fight that happens it's so well done it's great but yeah you're you're, you're hitting on something because she is getting into like that is like attempted murder now, or she's like at the very least like disfigure someone. So is this the parallel of Karate Kid Two, where Karate Kid Two we're in a death, we're in a fight to the death. You're saying uh, a season one is Karate Kid, and this now yeah. we're in Karate Kid Part Two because the stakes have been raised, yeah. right? Because because yeah. I think I I've seen a lot of headlines or different things online of like. How are they going to top this? But obviously, I don't think in season three, you try to go. You, you don't. You're not worrying about going epic and trying to top this, right? That's my read, anyways. What do you think? Well, it's probably like you said in the Karate Kid Part Three. They're just at a tournament again, yeah. but the tournament is made more important uh, through. Uh, I mean, they. I think maybe season three they have to deal with the capitalist system because Terry Silver is the villain in uh, in, uh, Karate Kid Part 3 and he is an oligarch. He is a a billionaire and thus evil uh, ahead of its time. So I think in season three they're all going to join forces against uh, the evil of capitalism. That's my take. I think you're going season four because I think first Mm. we have to take on Crease and then season four, yes, we have to take on capitalism. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, Terry Silver, let's, I mean, yeah, let's just have him back. He's going to be, and maybe he doesn't show up until the end where, you know what? There's going to be a Cobra Kai on every fucking street corner, just like he said all those years ago. But it's going to be a crease branded Cobra Kai uh, funded by Terry Silver, maybe. Well, because, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, like, we'll get to the point where it's not even karate anymore. It's like. Uh, Johnny in season Johnny will end season three by like winning back his dojo by defeating Crease, and then Terry Silver will show up, but it won't be a karate battle because he'll have his lawyers with him, and he owns Cobra Kai, and it's like, well, that I'll see you in court, buddy, and <laughs> and now we're fighting you know, over the trademark and all you all this merch you've been releasing, <laughs> beach towels, Johnny. You owe me quite a. <laughs> Quite a bit of uh, cash uh, for all this merch you've been selling on a trademark that I own, Terry Silver. I was actually, like, on my first watch, I thought that's how uh, Chris was going to get the dojo in the end. Because yes. he did yes. start Cobra Kai. They keep yes. talking about it. But, like, there's no law, I guess, in this world. We can see that <laughs> from the events of this episode. And I always thought it was going to be some finagly thing where he's like, ah, yes, but I registered Cobra Kai as a trademark, and you've been doing this illegally. But it literally is resolved so quickly with him just going, your landlord hates you, which yeah. makes perfect sense. But I always thought it would be that thing uh, that you're saying. Because, really, Johnny... As a student, he paid fees to attend classes at Cobra Kai. He has no affiliation with yeah. the trademark beyond that. And yet he's making all this money, presumably Miguel's uh, thing. So if if Kreese and or uh, Terry Silver, again, I, I would prefer to see Terry Silver as like a chilled out uh, kindergarten teacher or something. But if he comes back and he's evil, I feel like it's going to be uh, it's going to be law time at some point over the Cobra Kai brand. I, I feel like, yeah, I, I, I feel like we're definitely going to see at least a portion of that something to do with the trademark or the rights but we're not there yet we're back at the school epic fight yep. going on we still have miguel and robbie now i do want to call out this fucking double kick that robbie does where miguel catches his foot but he somehow launches up and kicks him in the face with his other foot wow what a great move <laughs> it's like flying Is that... oh yeah that's when against the wall right yes uh, yeah against gonna... the wall 
I mean, I well, guess he's conveniently know... out of shot when he does that, his upper yeah. body. I feel like he's attached to many wires, but <laughs> what do I know? Exactly. I mean, we do know that he did the double kick in a tournament, so I guess he can fly and do stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it is, it's, it's heartbreaking because as I've said many times, Miguel is the heart and soul of this show. And again, flashbacks, but I think these flashbacks are fine and they do work because... We're in Miguel's head, and as you've already pointed out, Miguel is literally the best student, and he's even picking up on the new Cobra Kai, the new Johnny Lawrence Cobra Kai of, like, you can have, you can win with honor. Like, because, I mean, was he about to, like, break his arm? <laughs> like, because he has him down, and he's got his arm yeah. in that position. I guess he could have broke it, but he shows mercy. But then, you know, the show throws us for, for a loop because that – doesn't work out for him uh, that ends up with him being kicked over a fucking railing yeah showing mercy is bad in yes. this but um yeah uh, it's it's uh, stepping back for a moment it's like this miguel and, and robbie fight is really intense and i have to wonder is it i mean it, it works but is it just but, but there's a lot of like screaming and like it, it's kind of we haven't seen Miguel this seemingly out of control and it makes kind of more sense for Robbie to be out of control at this point because yeah. he just found out that he kissed his girlfriend or what have you um, but for Miguel I mean I guess it makes sense because he just got uh, punched in the face by his current girlfriend as well and he but he's been fighting to stop the whole thing all along so I'm just trying to trace the steps of the fight there uh, figure out why there's so much intensity because I think part of it is that we cut away uh, we cut to a different part of the fight but we have um, we have Robbie yelling like that's for taking advantage of Sam because he knows Sam was really drunk at the time um, and Miguel yells back that that's not what happened and it, it, then there's an intercut and we see a different part of the fight I think it's where we have Sam and with the you know uh, with the spikes and all uh, she the, the finishing of that part of the fight with Tori and then we have Eli as well and then we go back to Robbie and Miguel and that's where Miguel's like she loves me she doesn't love you yeah. which seems so out of character in a little way because he is just trying to stop the fighting right but it must be part partially just they've been fighting for so long that you're just mad and you want to fuck them up and end the fight right so like that's yeah. what's taking over but uh but yeah he does he does yell that at him which, yeah it is it is a bit help. much yeah but I guess that's the answer to the previous question. It's just there's two other fights in between. Because he's kind of like, why did it happen then? And if he then yells back, because she loves me and not you, then it makes sense. But it feels like it comes out of nowhere just because of it, the way it's cut. But that's my one tiny nitpick with like the flow of the battle. And I don't even think it's a real problem. It's just like it's a lot of intensity coming out of Miguel here. And, and even if it is like we just expect Miguel to be the best all the time. Yeah, we also relate to this feeling, I think, mm -hmm. that he's having because he's just frustrated and a teenager and things have, hasn't worked out his way and everyone's just fighting. And so he's just dealing with what's in front of him and fucking Robbie up. And Robbie, like, remember when he found out that Robbie was his sensei's son? Like, there's a yeah. lot of stuff behind all of this. Uh, but yeah, we get a flashback about mercy and honor. And he kind of shows mercy, you know, he does just hesitates and you know everyone else later is like oh it was your fault your way of to to johnny it's your way of teaching that caused this to happen i guess they all must have watched the world star videos to see what happened up there because everyone was lying on the floor at this point clutching their bruises and broken bones along the hallways of the school like all the cobra kai students couldn't possibly see exactly what happened so they must have been on world star figuring out that he did show mercy yeah, plus, I mean, Crease is there. You know, Crease is in their ear, and he's like, you see? You see what Sensei, what's, what happens when you listen to Sensei Lawrence? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, um, it, it, it's, it's a bum out. Miguel takes the fall. We kind of cut back to the parents who are, you know, they're oblivious. Johnny's just mounting his TV. Um, I guess because this is before the news, so Daniel, like, he pulls the book out. I guess that's kind of a moment of him realizing like, oh, I just fucking yelled at this kid and abandoned yeah. him in a way. So I, I guess it's kind of playing a little bit to a moment there. And then they get the call and then we have, you know, Johnny's phone again. He's, oh, contacts? What's going on? <laughs> Importing contacts. And he hears Carmen screaming and Miguel's in the hospital. 
and that's where we we had mentioned that you'd mentioned it earlier that she blames Johnny for this because yeah he was a sweet boy and now he's getting into fights all the time and he got knocked off a railing yeah sure did uh, never want to see you again we have Sam looking like very much messed up and also like just bawling her eyes out it's kind of uh, even though we uh, well, we make fun of Sam a fair bit, but I feel like this is uh, kind of heartbreaking to watch. But also, nope. I go even go. No, I agree. I I do. I I agree with that. But going back real quick to the fight, the way that they're like, it is a little bit much that they're like, Robbie, what did you do? And it's like, did you not just pay? Did you not know that everyone w- was fighting? I guess in a weird way, I remembered it as like robbie purposely kicked him over the the uh railing i guess i guess i mm. remembered it differently i remembered that maybe he hesitated for a second then just did it but it is kind of like spur of the moment they're just in the fight given he did have mercy shown to him and he fights back but he didn't it's not like he was like i'm gonna kick him off the railing it's just like no we're just doing the fight that we've been yeah. doing for the last 30 minutes uh, yeah, which, and to be fair, he, you know, Miguel originally tackled him when he was trying to stop the fight. Yeah. They're both trying to stop the fight, but they don't know the other one's trying to stop the fight. And also, to be fair to Robbie, right? So if you if you play it back, and I'm sure a lot of people have, if you play it back and you pause it, that when he kick. kicks him, yeah. the kick that kicks him over, he kicks him and he bumps into the railing, and in the next shot, he's flying over it. <laughs> and to be fair to Robbie, there's physically no way that could happen. The way you're looking at it, yeah. it is impossible that that could happen. Uh, so the fact that he's surprised at his own strength he should be it's very clearly not intentional and i think all of the videos taken and put on world star will show that it was not uh, an active choice to try to murder this kid because a miracle happened and he was lifted off his feet and flung off the railing even though that couldn't happen the i joke only, of course the only way that would have happened is if he busted out the double kick from the tournament if there was yes. a double kick i'd buy it but now i think yeah. you're on to something conspiracy wise miguel threw himself off the balcony <laughs> to fully get revenge on, on Robbie. Honestly, if you play it back, it kind of looks like he could not have gone over without at least some momentum on his own yeah. part. But uh, Robbie should have known that regular physics don't always yeah. apply in the world of karate. So I mean, he should have known it because now. he just did a double kick uh, yes. where he flew into the sky. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're nitpicking. I'm, yeah, yeah we, we get it. We're, we're nitpicking, but it's fine. Yeah, so Sam bawling her eyes out. She very much genuinely do- doesn't care about like what happens to Tori. She's just super worried about Miguel yeah. and what happened. Like, cause yeah, I think everything as well is just bringing, like she was already uh, getting flashbacks to season one all, all the time about her feelings about Miguel. It's clearly not completely resolved, but then also just feeling that it's literally her fault that the fight started because she kissed him when she shouldn't have. And then everything just getting completely out of control. It's kind of uh heartbreaking to watch um and she wouldn't put the blame on robbie either she puts it all on herself classic and then you you double that up with with johnny looking at miguel in the hospital and he gets the voicemail yeah yeah, i'm getting like choked up because he's like talking about going to get a burger and he's like oh i'm having girl problems Mm. and the fact that he (laughs) he didn't answer it because you know he's dealing with robbie but Mm. it's you know it's not that he was it's not like he was shoving Miguel off like Daniel did to Robbie. It's just that Robbie's <laughs> yeah. his son and he had something to take care of. But yeah. And, and I mean, going back to like loving the Johnny Miguel relationship and it's, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's perfect TV finale placement of those moments where things are really coming to a head. And Johnny, obviously between Carmen is blaming him and he's probably blaming himself, obviously uh, uh, well executed. Yeah, and the the elevator scene with Daniel and and Johnny's kind of genius as well. Yes, um, especially on a second look through or a watch through of of the season, where like, yeah, I mean, in, in part it's just they're both in shock, but also like they've always blamed everything bad that's happened in this world on each other, and this time I think they're both feeling the guilt of it. I mean, maybe Daniel a little less so because. You know, but it's Robbie was his student. He taught him everything he knows pretty much. And he's the one who kicked this kid uh, who is Johnny's student. Uh, Like it's not Johnny's student showed mercy. I don't know how how much of the particulars they know, but Johnny's student did show mercy and Daniel's didn't. 
and uh, like Amanda, you can understand why she says no more karate, which mm-hmm. does seem like obviously a Daniel without any karate in his life. Not it wouldn't just be Daniel from like season one where he's just selling cars. It would be an empty Daniel, a Daniel that has like no drive behind him. And I am going to be interested to see where where that goes as well because basically. Not, we end the season with there's no Cobra Kai, but there's no Miyagi-Do either. Uh, I mean, there, there is Cobra Kai, of course. You know what I mean. But yeah, no Johnny Cobra Kai, and then yeah. yes, and then no Miyagi-Do. And basically, like, you'd assume karate would be, like, banned, and no, like no, parents aren't going to want their kids in karate. And going back to the elevator scene, it's it's... So it's such a smart move in restraint to not have dialogue or anything there and just let the moment play. Uh, I think people maybe be too tempted to even have like a line or something like that, but it's such a, such a better moment that it just kind of lingers. And like you said, it's, it's all there anyways. They blame each other, but also they're blaming themselves and the guilt that this is their fault. Uh, but then... No worries, because uh, um, Johnny is once again buzz driving because <laughs> he pulls up to Cobra Kai. He's got a bottle in his hand. And I mean, I well, I guess he is just unscrewing it, but I feel like he's sauced up a little bit. Uh, and I, I know I harp on this, but I have to point it out. This guy's always drunk driving, but he's good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Sure is. Um, he does leave the bottle out. No, does he leave it by outside? Yeah, because but but he, you're right. It probably wasn't empty. But the thing he notices is the door is open, mm. and so he he wanders in. And this shot obviously is like parallel to the one we talked about with Hawk, where Hawk moves in yep. and goes into the back room, and that's where Crease is sort of lurking, like the darkest part of the dojo is where Crease lives. Um, and this is the same thing. I, I don't think I would have connected those dots without this shot as well, where we have Johnny going through his own, like his own Cobra Kai that he created, but it's empty now. There's no one there. They've all moved to the back room where Crease is the captain now and he to be fair i i I guess it's encouraging to see it's not like a full group of students because if it was like all of them it would be kind of like i don't know difficult to see it's only like uh like half a dozen yeah uh, eight or nine or something um and we see like the hardcore students to be fair it's like late at night and they've come here basically they've come here exactly like hawk did originally because hawk was having trouble with moon and he came back here and chris was there like ah yes let your uh, hatred fuel your emotion or your fighting ha 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 and he's doing the same here where this has just happened i mean we know johnny just came from the hospital so they're here not to train because it's a regular session but because something happened to one of their own part of their quiver and uh, all they can do is close ranks and Chris is right there to uh, say the exact wrong things to them at the exact right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and they, like they're fully bought in. It is like the way Chris speaks now of like like a war. Like, I guess all those things are sinking, sinking in. And I mean, what an important absence uh, is Bert's not there. Why is Bert yeah. not there? <laughs> I don't know. He's still in the clink. That yeah. security guard put him away. <laughs> uh, but yes, I mean, like, how do you pile it on even more for a finale? I mean, Johnny's lost his his new uh, his new love interest in Carmen. He's lost his uh, son, assumingly, because, like I said, I believe that that Robbie's gone. I mean, he's already kind of lost him, but. And he's also lost his uh, his second son in Miguel. And not only did he lose him, but like Miguel is, you know, fighting for his life, obviously very hurt. And now what else can you take away from him? But also Cobra Kai. And I mean, he even does say after, you know, Kreese gives his whole speech like, you know, this is my thing. And Kreese is kind of pitching this almost as a lesson where he still sees Johnny as his student. And that's why he says, you know, one day you'll thank me for this because he doesn't let his students lose. But Johnny basically does say this was a mistake. And I think he just means Mm. in general, like getting back into this and starting Cobra Kai. uh, And that's led us on this path. And that's when we follow as, I mean, we we get some more Johnny flashbacks as well. But again, I don't have problems with any of these flashbacks because we have him and Miguel like at the burger spot when he gave 
Miguel, the Gi, uh, and because we're in his head and, you know, going over all these choices that he's made and what's led to this point here and sad, cruel summer plays uh, and builds. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, the bit that, uh, the bits I remembered, like looking back on season two was like, it ends with a huge fight. Miguel's really fucked up. And I remember Johnny sitting on the beach super sad. I didn't even remember like the phone reveal that we actually yeah. end with. It was like him, super sad, lost Co- Cobra Kai. He has nothing again. I, I forgot, but it's like kind of hilarious and great and horrible that he just tosses the keys into his car. It's like, fuck this car. And I'm like, dude, you don't have a dojo. You're not going to be able to pay rent anymore. I don't know what you're thinking here, but uh, it just makes sense for the moment he's in. He's hit rock bottom real hard. He thought he was at rock bottom at the start of season one, but nope, that wasn't it. This is it, man. And this was all a mistake. I just can't wait. I hope we get right to him learning fucking Miyagi-Do, like, fucking, (laughs) like, I guess it will take a season or whatever, but, like, I can't wait to see him meditate and just get better. Uh, I hope so, at least. I mean, there's, surely there's nowhere to go but up from here, right, Jim? I don't know. You never know, man. Things could get worse. Uh, The intercut in with that, there is a, there is also a, a sad shot of Daniel taking down Mr. Miyagi's picture and kind of apologizing. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, he blames himself as well. And yeah, like I've, I've read people discuss how the, you can't ever have Daniel and Johnny team up because it ruins the dynamic of the show. And I guess I get that. But it's also inevitable, right? Like the way the show is, it's inevitable that maybe it won't be this best friends team up. But I mean, especially with Crease, they they're gonna have to learn from each other and maybe make something new. You know, if we're looking ahead, right? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, we've wanted that all along. I I guess I could see how you wouldn't want that to happen and then to be like there's five more seasons where they become enemies again. And then yeah. like, cause we're teasing. Well, right now we're getting to a point where we're teasing it and then we pull it back. We're teasing and pull it back. We're basically edging with how close their friendship is going to get. And if we go all the way with it, um, it would be hard to sort of continue the show for ages and ages. I guess I get that commentary on why it quote can't happen, but the only reason it wouldn't happen is that they're too afraid would be too afraid to go all the way with the potential of the show, right? Because they, like you were saying, it's inevitable in a way because just naturally that feels like where the story should go. And even if it, they're like not best friends, like you said, I think there'd be best friends in the last episode. That's yeah. my hope anyway. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but like we can have many seasons before then between here and there where they have to work together but totally disagree about everything anyway. That's what I think and hope. <laughs> yeah, they like an odd couple relationship. Like, ah, we're always bickering, but we love each other. Um, so, ti- I mean, the show's always about timing. Again, going back to even, like, the beginning of this episode with the Daniel and Johnny fight, if Johnny had just made that call a little bit earlier, things maybe would have chilled a little bit. If, But with the, the spot that Johnny's in, because I know we end on this... Allie with an eye sends you a friend request. I still don't think it would even been enough. I guess it would have been kind of a small light at the end of the tunnel to like, maybe if you got to talk with Allie, th- th- things could get more into his perspective. But I don't know. Johnny's in a dark place. I don't, I don't even think Allie with an eye can save him right now. I don't think so either. And I think, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's like more for it, it wouldn't have mattered much in this situation anyway because the friend request is nothing it doesn't mean like yeah. if it was a, a message or she tried to call you maybe uh that that would mean something but i don't know it's just it's more for the audience than sure. it is for for johnny and, um and honestly i mean unfortunately the one man that could save johnny in this moment uh he's not amongst the living right now and that of course is mr miyagi but that's why the next best thing would be miyagi do (laughs) yeah exactly i have to call out before i forget um so we've talked about crease this season and like his motivations and how he's always giving an evil smile to the camera like in this he when he explains what happens he says when you were out of town that's when he talked to the landlord so before they have their fight where 
you know, where where Johnny tells him to go away forever. At that point, he already owns the dojo. So, like, his sad, this is like, oh, I'm so sad, walk away, all of this. He already is the one who is going to, is paying the rent. He's already talked to the landlord and everything. So, like, he was doing this evil thing all along. I guess it's even back when he was out uh, seeing his uh, his old quiver, his old friends, when Johnny was out of town. Chris, no matter what he was saying, he was still trying to establish himself. That's why he hung the picture and everything. Uh, it was never going to be what he was telling Johnny it was going to be, which was him being a pal. He's all... It, it, it feels like season three, one of the things we can and should do is humanize Kreese a bit, but I feel like the groundwork almost hasn't been fully laid because all of the emotional scenes where Kreese has any type of potential honesty, he also smirks evilly at the camera yes. afterwards. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about this season. Like, every time he shows up where there happens to be moments where it seems like maybe he's sincere, yeah, he'll 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 have a quick flash of him smiling at us like ha no worry i'm crease we're in a karate movie i'm evil uh i I guess we'll probably do our own episode on speculation but i I mean they have said that maybe someone will die in season three so i don't know take from that what you will uh a lot of people do think maybe it'd be crease but i guess Mm. we'll we'll have to see i'm very excited i can't wait for season three um what do you think, people listening? Where do you think things are headed? What would you like to see? What characters would you like to see return? Uh, let us know at showswhatyouknowshow yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. Showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. And you can, of course, go to showswhatyouknow.com. We discuss a lot of other television shows on there. And I'm sure we'll have, I mean, depending on the timing, we still don't know when. Excuse me, when season three is coming. But, like, I have a bonsai tree now. I'm pretty sure we could do an yes. episode just about the tending of bonsai trees because uh, I think you're growing some as well. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so the, depending on if we need to, I'm sure we can uh, get some more uh, episodes out there in wait for season three. But until then, Jim, I just have one more thing. Oh, what's that? Strike first. Strike hard. No, no mercy. mercy.